Welcome to Rebecca Sounds Reveille. Well, I am tickled today to bring you my guest who is a singer, a spokesperson, an international motivational speaker. He's a professional voiceover artist and he is an actor represented by the People Store Agency in Atlanta. And he frequently talks about the challenges of the music industry. He is also globally known for his album, there it is. Oh, I'm ready. I'm so excited. Um, and the album also includes Freestyle and You Go Girl. I love this. I'm just jazzed. You may already know him or recognize him from having been on the recently featured Fun Geico Auto Insurance commercial with the 90s classic reel, the real school hip hop do. I love this tag team is back on top. Love it, love it, love it. I will tell you, it has generated over 14 million views on YouTube and it's garnering even more fans on TikTok and a lot of other social media platforms. So what is really exciting about this, let me tell you a little bit about the background. That song originally burst onto the scene back with, oh my gosh, back on climbing up to number one on the billboard chops charts within 14 days. There's something about this number 14 today and I love it. So this is one of those songs that automatically stick in your head. And for those who go way back and know it, it's been in there for a while. And for those of you who are just coming on the scene with tag team, you already have it stuck in your head too. I know you do. So let's welcome him to the show. Welcome DC Glenn. Hey, good to be here. I am really jazzed about this because you guys have been on the move. And when I talked to you a little bit off camera, I was sharing with you about how much joy the commercial brought. And I will tell you, if I go really back far, mm -hmm. I, I mean, it was already part of my day way back when. So just bringing it and seeing it on and how the twist and all of the the things on screen came with it now really just made me want to get up and dance. And I felt so much joy. And I know, I know this is something that is bringing lots of joy to at least 14 million people also. Mm -hmm. So I am delighted for you to be here. Cool. I'm glad to be here. So you've got a story. You have now been on the move. You're doing speaking you are doing a lot of interviews. And one of the things I was wondering about is how many you have been doing recently, especially since the launch of your commercial. Well, I was actually, I've actually done podcasts a lot for a year, but just maybe like one or two a week. And uh, that, because one of my friends, uh, friend, he's like a, podcast distributor I guess and he just started saying you want to do some podcasts I was like I'll do it and I just started doing them so once or twice a week he'd send me something and I was like okay cool and you know just before the pandemic is when I started and once the Geico commercial hit you know I knew that we weren't going to be able to do shows because we're in a pandemic and most of the time when an artist gets a Geico commercial they're on tour forever right because it just brings them back into the forefront salt and pepper had theirs in 2014 yes they didn't look back until the pandemic right so for me 
I could have been happy and just sat there and looked at my Geico commercial on TV, but I chose a different path. I want, I said, I have to make this work in a way that is beneficial for me and makes this work, right? And I said, let me blow up acting and voiceover, everything else I do. So I try to get a publicist and all the publicists are like pandemic prone. They're like, well, we don't know what to do. We usually do it this way. We could, they couldn't figure out a way to do it. And they didn't just want to take my money like that. So I understood that. And, um, but I didn't quit. And mm -hmm. whenever I hit brick walls like that, because sometimes you do, you, you don't quit. You just figure out a different way. And usually what I do is I join an organization or a society. Um, organizations and societies are filled with masterful people in their own profession that form an organization. And these people have been doing it for 10, 20, 30, 40 years. And they have the knowledge that they can give you and they stay up on their industry. Yeah. So I joined the um, uh, Public Relations Society of America, PRSA. And two days in, I'm on a Zoom call with the CEO of a PR firm. And everybody's asking questions. I raise my hand. Um, our press release is relevant. That's the question I asked because I had a press release ready for the beginning of the Geico commercial. And I wanted, to, I wanted a little verification, right? Because everybody's like, press release don't work for me. They don't work. They don't work. And I'm like. Really? Yeah, a lot of people were like, press, well, they're not. Okay, so there's people who understand what press releases are for. And there's people who think that a press release is going to make them rich because everybody's going to come and buy their product and give them, you know what I mean? There's right. the instant gratification people. And then there's the people who understand that press release is a tool, right? And, you know, I understood that. That's why I waited, but I wanted to get verification because we're in a different day. We're in a pandemic. So uh, I raised my hand and the moderator's like, uh, what's your press release about? And I'm like, well kind of featured in a national Geico commercial called Scoop Dead. And uh, <laughs> I'm looking at the chat and the chat starts blowing up. Like, that's my favorite commercial. I can't believe I'm, are you really him? Like just all kind of questions, right? And it kind of took over the chat, time took over the Zoom call. And moderators like, we'd like to welcome DC to the organization. You know, his first couple of days and uh, we're gonna talk about that Geico commercial afterward. And uh, to the CEO, She's like, well, are they relevant now? Because that's a good question. We've been wondering. And the CEO's like, yes, because last year's been doom and gloom. And you guys come with a feel-good story. And everybody's used all their content up because, you know, you can only watch so much Netflix and HBO Max. And, that's true. Right? And, <laughs> you know, the world needs something. And not only that, you do this, you go to this side to get in front of all the journalists, you go to this side to get in front of all the podcasts, this side to get the interviews, this side to get the talk shows, and then you make sure your pictures are like this and this and this and that and that. And she gave me the entire game in 10 minutes and I haven't looked back. And it is the reason that you and I are talking right now, right? And, you know, what a way to flip the script. And this is, this is giving me more and bought more to my world than I could have ever imagined. Just because I didn't give up, I thought differently and I kept pushing, right? So now I know this PR game inside out. So for me, 
to do five or six a day. This is practice, right? I love it. I, I learn more by talking to people. And if I can impart my wisdom, you know, the wisdom of my experiences and the lessons and the tragedy and the, you know, the gut-wrenching things that seem bad at the time and let people know, then, you know, that's my responsibility to talk to people and let them know the things I wish somebody had told me when I was a young man, then I might've avoided some of the mistakes I made in my life. I don't regret anything, but I know there's people out there that, you know, if I could give some pot, somebody one little piece of advice and it stops them, you know, makes them think about what they're doing or think differently, that might be the one thing that takes them over the top. They might yeah. be so close, but then they give up and then you'll never know, right? And everybody's lives are littered with things that they gave up on, you know, advertently or inadvertently. So, you know, the pandemic forced everybody to stop at the same time. You had to reevaluate, like, what am I doing? What am I going to do? Yes. And I just reinvented myself. And I, I was like, what can you do when there's no concerts, there's no shooting of, of movies and there's no film? And I was like, this thing right here, you know, and, and I record everything I do when I go to classes. So I went back 10 years ago and just reinvented myself because voiceover was a struggle and mm -hmm. I didn't understand why I wasn't getting it. And I thought it was the teachers. I thought it was the, you know, whoever was teaching me and I'm like, they don't know what they're doing, but it was my hubris. It was me that was stopping me. And I thought I could just whoop there it is my way through anything, right? <laughs> and that was that was a, a big mistake. And once I went back and listened to my 10-year-old self-talk, 10 year ago, you know, 10 years ago self-talk, it was gut-wrenching. And hearing my first voiceover to a script was just heartbreaking, right? But it was also inspiring because now because I'm an actor and because I'm a voiceover, because I didn't give up, I understood what they were talking about now. I knew the language better. I didn't know the language back then. So mm -hmm. I said, I'm doing this first one over. And when I did it, it was angelic. I finally, after all those years, had mastery over my voice. Right? I love that. A way that. that I've never heard. And my life is full of stories like that, where no matter what I do, I don't give up. I just might have to come back to it or it might come back to me, right? You never know what's gonna happen when you plant those seeds. You can't I, watch every seed grow. I love how you're sharing it in that particular yeah. light because that's something that I have told people many times over. You, there, you cannot fail if you look at not ever giving up and you yeah. keep pursu pursuing whatever it is that you're going after. Even if, okay, you had a little slip here or you had to move this over there. You, you're, there's no failure as long as you get up and keep going forward. Something about what you and Steve had, had originally done though, before you just burst on the scenes, you guys had been doing your thing for a long time, like 10 years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that right there shows perseverance and the ability to continue to look forward go after your goal, not give up on this. Cause I know at that time there were some other things going on that were coming on the scene that were quite competitive. 
but you guys just nailed it. And really, I mean, just the listeners and the audience that you had really embraced you and even more so, I mean, you hit a lot of cultures that may not have been ready for hip hop at that time. And just, that just brought it on because that was the original hip hop. And for a lot of people, you know what I mean? But not for the beat, not for, you know, my culture, my culture, we were at the beginning, but there were, you know, there was 10 years before us that inspired us as kids. Right. So Mm -hmm. we're being inspired and now we're inspiring people and we're letting it, everybody know that it's safe because we don't cuss. Right. Yes. And, and we cussed a little, but you know, it was little bitty cussing, you know, the, the, the PG 13 type cussing. Right. And (laughs) that's that's what people latched onto. And the fact that you can listen to it and party with your kids, you can do all these things that brought hip hop to a different light. And, you know, it benefited us and it's benefiting us today because every show we do is in a place where you wouldn't think we would be because we don't cuss, right? We're in the middle, we're in the middle of rural areas. We go everywhere all over this country. We're in the middle, I mean, I've been all over the world. So that transcends everything. And that's even my pitch because another situation where I hit a brick wall was like 2015, 16, you know, we've always done shows and they're basically been relegated to NBA halftime shows or NFL halftime shows. Right. Those where we can do just won't there it is like TV appearances, things of that nature. And th- those pay well. But I wanted to do more shows and do the full show and go on tour. And I started reaching out to booking agents and they were like, well, you only got one song. And they were giving me every excuse why they couldn't when they didn't give me one excuse why they should. You know what I'm saying? Give me one yes. reason why you should do this. Right. And I said, okay. And I went and joined an organization called the International Entertainment Buyers Association. Because when you when it comes to concerts and entertainment, there's a hierarchy. You have your buyers. Okay. Are the big boys who, who say, I want to do a concert series. Let's, let's get it together. Then you have your venues, stadiums, uh, am, you know, amphitheaters, uh, arenas. Then you have your big boy promoters, Live Nation, iHeartRadio. Yes. And then you have your mom and pop promoters, which were the ones I was trying to get to. And they were like, you only got one song. I was like, all right. And then you have the managers and then you have your artists. I go to their convention, 5,000 strong, only black dudes in there is me and Chubby Checker, right? And I have a big whoop, there it is t-shirt on, I'm billboarding. Yes. And I just start networking. And my pitch is solid. I'm like, my name is DC Glenn. You might've heard the song, Whoop, There It Is, tag team. I'm like, yeah, I've heard of that song, man. Good to meet you. Yeah, good to meet you too. I'm just uh, out here networking and here's my card. I'm, I have a clean 90s nostalgic rap show, right? And if you need a little diversity or you want to switch it up a little bit, you can always throw us in. So here's my card talk I'll, I'll fly where you're at we can have lunch and i did that with a thousand people next thing you know we start getting shows you know we're, we're doing rodeos we're doing hotels we're doing uh <laughs> i mean just at casinos we're doing you know uh charity events fundraisers we're doing all these different forms of entertainment because it's not just about concerts in a club or concerts in you know an amphitheater 
there's a whole world of entertainment places that we can perform that would love to have us. And it and the one hit fits that. It does. Right? So you have to find, so if they if they tell you something, they're telling you something, your something is a solution to someone's problem. You just have to find those, get in front of those people and then you'll 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 solve that problem. Yes. And that's what I did. And then every all of them started recognizing. They were like, hey, you want to come on? Well, yeah, sure. I don't burn bridges. I could have been like, no, nah, you you dissed me. No, 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 no. I set it up that way. I never burn bridges. You never burn bridges because even if they tell you no, or even if they treat you shady, you can always go back. And they yes. gotta look you in the eye and they know they did that to you. It yes. Yes. They, you both you both got it out your system. Now let's work. Let's let's start a relationship over. That's a really good point. And I think that is where there is a lot of really hefty bumps in the road for people because mm -hmm. they do burn bridges and then pride becomes an issue. And they don't allow themselves to go back and sort of regroup with the situation and mm -hmm see what can be brought from it because not everything is always timed perfectly when you meet a person at a certain time or situation the way it should be in our minds but not burning the bridges allow those those seeds like you were talking about at the beginning of the show to mm -hmm. sort of have been watered over time so that it blooms right when it needs to be and i think we often do this in life where we just end up burning these bridges or we get sour about something because somebody did diss us. And, and mm -hmm. we're like, okay, you know what? No, I'm not gonna do that. But we end up, end up only hurting ourselves in the long run when something like that happens because we do sometimes get a deeper relationship from the person that we thought it wasn't gonna work with. They respect you more because you didn't burn the bridge, right? Yeah. Yes. And what happens is everybody else will talk bad about them, but you don't have anything bad to say about them, right? Because they realize that you didn't burn the bridge and let's just work. Yes. And I tell people this all the time. I'm like, you, you know, everybody's, everybody says today, today's times are self-gratification, instant gratification, all that. And it's always been like that. We always want to quit, right? And, you know, where, where do you think the term fast money comes from, right? It's, it's yes. always been like that. And <laughs> yes. I tell people, just think about it this way. You don't plant a seed and then look at, then sit down, cross your legs and look at the seed and say, come on, seed, grow, grow seed. I need you to grow right now. I need to eat now, grow, seed, grow. The seed don't work, I quit. You don't do that. You wouldn't do that with a plant, right? That's right. So why would you do that in real life, right? And people do it all the time. And I don't do that. I plant the seed, keep it moving. I'm moving, moving, moving. Sometimes I'm. there are so many seeds I forgot I planted. And because all these seeds were planted and you didn't worry about it and you stayed on offense, you know, Right here, right now, today, I stand before you in a forest of opportunity. Because you don't, I got seeds hitting me in the head from when I did plant them 10 years ago, five years ago, two years ago, two weeks ago, one week ago, yesterday, right? 
you don't know what type of seed it is. You don't know how it's going to grow. You don't know your maturation process. You don't know any of that, but you keep going forward because, you know, when, I, when you're younger, people are like, why are you doing this? You're doing too much. You got the tentacles all over the place. But over time, those tentacles come and they form into one thing. They do. And all those things that you planted seeds on become one and they serve each other. And, you know, people say the, the, the master, uh, jack of all trades, master of none, which is true if that's how you think, but it's not true if over time, you know, some of those trades, you become very masterful, right? Yes. And they serve a purpose in your overall game and your overall plan. So for me, my thinking is just stay on offense because the pandemic taught me, you know, this is the time to fill your holes, strengthen your weaknesses. And all yeah. the things that you always wanted to do, go back and think of the things that you quit. Think of the things that were way difficult that you wanted to do, correct that. And now my life mission is different. My life mission is now, I am not going to leave this earth, you know, regretting and wishing that I had did something that I didn't do, right? Like, I wish I had a, I wish I had learned how to play piano. That's not gonna happen now. So now I got a tutor for music theory. I got a tutor for music production. I got a tutor for, I got a, a lady that's, I've always, everybody's like, you need to invest in real estate, but I always avoided it. So I have a, a, a young lady that's teaching me about real estate and, and walking me through the whole process because the only reason I feared it because I didn't know about it. Right. So learn about it right? Learn about it and learn about it at your own pace. And the beautiful thing, and the, the pandemic has switched so many paradigms because half the teachers, half the educators in this country were like, I'm not going back to class with the nasty ass kids, period, right? It's true. <laughs> but what did they do? They had to make income. So what they did is they went and they signed up for all the tutoring sites. So now the child that they were teaching in class they're tutoring and getting paid for it now. Uh -huh. They're making more money tutoring people who want to learn things more than they were just being in school in the privacy of their own home. So now there's a site called wyzant.com, W-Y-Z-A-N-T. That's my go-to because if there's something I want to learn, there's a professional out there. I might be, I might be trained by somebody at Juilliard who shut down and they're teaching me and I'm going to Juilliard now. Yes. Same thing with acting. There's a portal called We Audition. See, my whole concept on learning is called learn how to learn, right? It's not yes. okay to just learn. You have to learn how to learn so you can retain it, so you can see where to put it, what, what hole to put it in, how to make it work for you, how to make it vibe for you, what, is, what its importance in the universe is. So learning how to learn, We Audition, I, my struggle with acting was I could get a reader because I'm I stay by myself. So if you don't have anybody that lives with you that can read for you when you have auditions, it's rough. So it's you got to cross yeah. town. You got to pay seventy dollars for somebody just to read for you. Then they, some things they don't want to read. They don't want it's just just always something. And then you're nervous. And then you just have a bad audition. And now you don't spend three hours out of your day and you spend seventy bucks. That's true. Parrot the, the the pandemic changed that because we auditioned in New York, L.A all over the world everything shut down so now i can got, i've got readers they improve the platform 
I could do my auditions with We Audition. And now I'm working out like in the gym with Broadway actresses, uh-huh. actors in Hollywood, soap opera actresses, classically trained actors in Europe, right? All the people who have done the same thing and worked as hard as I have, but now we're all working together and I'm learning from them what they know and they're learning from me what I know and my acting has now I've done two, movies, two, I'm on two TV shows. I'm doing commercials. And this is all despite Geico. This is before Geico, right? This is just on the, the, the mere strength of the hustle and thinking differently. And now these are my comrades. And I've gotten to the point where some of these actresses and actors, I'm like, well, you live in New York? Find a good class, find the best class in New York. And then we could take it together. Oh, $700, whew. Can't do two $700, wait a minute. Check it out. This is what, I, this is what we're gonna do. <laughs> you're going to take the class for me, right? I'll pay for the class, but you're gonna take the class for me since you really don't have nothing to do and I'm busy. Then when we do auditions, you teach me the things that you learned in that class to make me better, right? Beautiful. Learn how to learn, right? If I, like today, I had a deposition to read, 60 pages. And I'm not about to sit there and read 60 pages of a deposition. That's a lot. It's a lot. I, I would ha I would if I had to, but I don't because I'll throw it in the AI. Now it reads to me. Mm -hmm. And it's reading to me while I'm checking emails, while I'm doing this, doing that. I'm multitasking. I'm cleaning up a little bit. I'm listening to it. And then if I do hear something, wait a minute. And then I'm reading along with it. Now it's reading to me and I'm reading along with it. Oh, yes. okay. And I retain way more information. Right. That makes so, a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. All these things are practical solutions to everybody's excuses. So I love when people give me excuses because that's an opportunity to make a solution for it. I and not only that. do you make one solution for it, you can make five or six solutions for it, which makes learning enjoyable and, and learning not as challenging as it would be if you were just a one trick pony and you just say, well, I got to read this. Because you read, you can read two lines and then you start daydreaming or you get distracted or you're, you're, I call it my saboteur. Your saboteur. Your saboteur is on your, your shoulder saying, man, let's go, go fix something to eat. You come back and read it. You know, perfect analogy. I'm laying in the bed. I know I need to go work out. And my saboteur is like, man, we're just going to lay around all day. I'm like, yes. no, we're not. And I do it slow. I get up. Put one sock on, put the other sock on, put my pants on, you know, do what I got to do one thing at a time. The whole time the saboteur is like, man, come on now, we don't got to go to the gym. But That's you do right. it one time, you don't just get up and do it. You do one little thing at a time. Then you get your keys. Now you're out the door. It's just, it's just a struggle to get out the door. And then you get out the door and then you're in the car, you start your car and your saboteur is like, man, we don't got to go there. Let's go here. Nope. And you keep going. Now you're at the gym. It's like, man, you don't got to go in there. You got this your last chance and then you're in the gym and you're working out. You're saboteur, like, we're just gonna do a couple things and then we're gonna eat some Wendy's, right? <laughs> That's it's so like, true. Saboteur, right? And yes, all of a sudden your saboteur disappears, poof. And now you're working out. And now you've worked out your whole entire routine that you usually do. And then now you leave, you're sweating, you're sitting in your car and the, and, and the most beautiful thought comes to your mind that motivates you for the next day and the next and the next. Man, I'm glad I went to the gym today. It's true. And that is how I approach everything. I hate 
to do a lot of this stuff. But you know what? Just do it anyway. Right? That's, do it anyway. That's something that they share. Clinicians share if you're struggling with anxiety or depression because those mm -hmm. things put you down and they say, just get up and do it anyway. So anyway. a lot of what you're saying is just so spot on. What I really think will help those that are listening and watching is a key word that you said, and that was solution. So if they can think the word, just solution. Okay, I have this I'm dealing with, whatever it is. What's my solution and start thinking outside the box because that's what the pandemic did for a lot of people. Yes. We have changed things. And it has, if you really look at this from the perspective that you're sharing with the audience today, we can look despite, and I, I feel terrible for a lot of the tragedy that has happened. But if I want to turn this around and take a perspective that says, what's the positive that has come from this? Mm -hmm. There is tremendous things that have made a shift for many, many people. There's there so much upside because 2020 was the greatest year of my life, honestly. Like at the, at the end of 2019, my father passed away. I'm and, sorry. But see, see that everybody does that, right? But what if his passing was glorious? What if his passing was the perfect death, the perfect going home? Mm-hmm. That's what I experienced because I prepared, my parents prepared me for life. My mother prepared me so much for death. She says, it's just a part of life. You deal with it and you move on, right? But it's a part of life. So my father had ailments, right? He was old and, but he didn't have cancer or anything bad like that, but he had outlived all his friends. He was ready to go. I can't imagine that, but I can imagine that right? Because he was, he had ailments and then he started going blind. And I think once you go blind and you've been, you've been able to do that all your life, it just, it just wears you down. Yes. He was worn down. And I remember having a conversation in the hospital with his doctors and his do he was like, well, what you want to do, Dr. Glenn? He's like, I got one problem, doc. He said, my son's going to let me die. And I was like, all right, you know, we, we, that's how we're thinking. And then he's yeah. like, then the doctor's like, well, you, he's getting bad. So you might want to take him to the hospital. Like, no, nah, we're going to take him to the hospital. We're going to bring him back home. And we're going we gonna to party, right? And we got back home and he got better, right? For three days. But then he started declining. And the man passed away on his 82nd birthday in his own oh, house. Oh, wow. In his own bed, on his own terms. Kicked all of us out. And he went, on, he went home, right? And I, wow. I, I, and I believe that to this day that my success is because of him in life and my success moving forward is because of him because I know him and the Lord are shining on me because I've had such an incredible year and I'm so grateful that he didn't have to go through the pandemic because that would have been brutal my mother did but my mother has Alzheimer's so she got COVID and kicked his butt right and I've got to me we had a great funeral it was um I, we worked hard to put on a good to, to, to do his wishes and there was no sadness. There was no celebration. It was just a celebration, right? It was the true sense of what it's supposed to be to have a home going. And I experienced that. So for me, my life, I've acquired, my whole life I've acquired the ability because I do miss my daddy, right? But I've acquired the ability to take all those negative emotions, put them in my pocket. Don't react, put them in your pocket. 
and use them for fuel for later, right? Anger, envy, distrust, hate, right? Uh, fear. You take all those things, put them in your pocket, use them later. Because if I have a audition I have to do and it, call, it calls for solemnness, I can think about my father and then I'm there, right? I can be there and then I'm not trying to be a character or a caricature. The character becomes me. Yes. And now it's truly real. And in acting, that's how it's supposed to be. And oftentimes- but It's easier people... said than done. It's yes. e I've, I've struggled with that for Just be yourself. Same with voiceover. It's like, I can't, it feels like I got to talk like this, right? Instead of just talking like I'm talking. And you hear the nuances and the fluctuations and just the, because it's coming from here, right? It's coming from the heart and is is and it's a part of your body. And all those things, you're supposed to bring that to a character and then the character becomes you, then it's real. There's somebody that you, because everybody can relate to me right now, right? And that's because I'm me, you know? So yeah. if the character is me, the character has a different name, but that character is that experience that I went through, which everybody else has been through, that they can relate to. And now you touch somebody, right? Because you've kind of offered a solution if that's a part of your role in what they're going through. And for me, that's what the Geico commercial did. It bought people joy when it, it was sorely needed. It put a smile on people's face. It made people giggle. It made people all the positive emotions, right? And for me to have that ability through my hard work, my hustle, my preparation, and be able to give that to the world, that is truly the blessing within the blessing. Right. So me being able to develop all these little mechanisms, positivity and apply them, because trust me, it is way easier said than done. True. And all of it is hard. Don't get it twisted. Don't think I can do this flawlessly and it's easy. I was like, nope, it is. It is the most difficult thing to do. But what's the alternative? You quit. You old and bitter. What? I don't even feel all I feel like is me. I don't feel old. I don't feel I have no regrets. I take responsibility that I signed a bad record contract. I take responsibility for all the things that I messed up in my life because that's what you have to do to move on. And it's not, you know, you can either look at the glass half empty or you can look True. at the glass half full. True. And I just choose to look at everything in the glass half full. And when I'm talking to somebody who might be conspiracy theorying or somebody who might just be arguing with me. I'm like, okay, you have, you made a statement. What's the solution? Can never tell me. Yes. It can never tell me. It's like, what's the solution? If it's such a problem, what's the solution? I'm just saying, no, what's the solution? There's gotta yes. be a solution. If there's no solution, then that tells you what you've been talking about is false. That is so true. And not only that, but I think if they can't provide a solution, it means the thought that needed to be there to have this conversation that's supposed to hold value and mm -hmm. change opinion and deliver this colorful palette of truth. It's not there. It's something that was possibly taken right. from a source they read it's, online it's not or, real it's right not, or some it's, 
it's, the it's their own uh, idiosyncrasies. It's their own false narrative. It's their thing yes. that makes them feel good as opposed to the truth. I love to be wrong. I will admit it in a second because being wrong is the path to being right. That's so and true. You'll never I be wrong at that again. That. So get it over with. And, and it, it's a full-time job sequestering my ego and my pride. It really <laughs> is. But I have, I've done it. I, I, I can do it. Sometimes I have to stop. And it's infuriating. But you can't let people see it. And you just don't even engage. Or if, if you want to engage, you say, well, then tell me what's the solution. You know, like, you know, some a friend of mine will call me be like, man, the 5G towers account are causing cancer. And I was like, well... Where you hear that from? Well, it's on, on, on Facebook. I was like, well, what's the solution? <laughs> yes. So the solution is then. What's the solution to that? Uh, I don't know. Take down the towers. I was like, nah, dude. It's, it's per, you know, I have, I just have so many examples. Or actress, right? She calls me and she's so upset because her camera didn't work. She had technical difficulties. She worked so hard to prepare for this audition. And she couldn't do the audition and she was just a wreck. And I was like, okay, that's the glass half, half empty. What's the glass half full? And she could not tell me. And she was like, well, what? And I'm like, you did the work. You're a better actress today than you were yesterday because you did the work. It ain't about the audition. It's about doing the work. Now you're better for the next audition. That's why I'm like, Bring on, I, I can't wait for another audition. I don't even care if I get it or not. It's another chance to work, to show what I've learned, to show these yes. cast directors, hey, I'm worthy. You can trust me because I'm going to put in the work. They might see you and not give you something, but they remember you because if you go to a party, you're invited to a party, what are you gonna bring? You're gonna bring what? Bottle of wine, cheese and crackers, yes. casserole, what? Some chips and dip, Nami. I'm bringing an eye sculpture. I'm bringing two turntables and a microphone and my records. I'm bringing <laughs> a, a bounce gym for the kids out back. I'm bringing the barbecue grill and we're going to grill and have good food. I'm bringing a karaoke machine and we're going to have a ball. And you will remember that DC was at this party and DC made this party the party. It's the same thing with life. You got to get in front of people stealthily, right? Because yeah. you know where they're at. And you get in front of them and you let them see you hustle. You let them see the best sides of you without getting in front of them being thirsty. True, you know, true. but you, you, I mean, that's all SEO is. SEO and search engine optimization, websites. That's the whole concept of Google. You got to flip, you got to think differently. It's like, I ask people, well, I got my website and I got my YouTube. It's like, yeah, but you didn't fill out your description. Yeah, but you didn't, you know, why I'd like, if you were looking for you, what would you type in? Oh, you're already starting at a deficit, right? That's Agreed. the whole game. If you're looking for you, what would you type in? And they, they, they got to be able to answer that question. And then you got to make sure that you're in front of that keyword or you're on the first page of that keyword because when you know that people are looking for you, they're going to find you. That they will, yes. Yeah, Most 10 definitely. years ago. You type in tag team, it was wrestling. I said, this is this is this has got to stop. And it took me 10 years. And now you type in tag team as tag team. Like yes. people ask me to enter interviews, where can they find you? And you just type in DC, type. tag team, anything, you'll find me. 
because yeah. I made it possible because I laid good breadcrumbs. That's how Geico found me. They called my phone and I didn't answer because the phone number's on the website. And I got a dedicated line just for that. But they could have gave up then, but they didn't. They went to the internet, DC went, oh, he has an IMDB. I went to IMDB because I fill out all my profiles on every platform I'm on correctly. Now they call my agent. My agent calls me, says, DC, you just booked a Geico commercial. No, I didn't. Don't play with me. Like, DC, you just booked a Geico commercial. I'm like, details matter. Oh, wait a minute. Tag team. Went back, listened to the message. Let my agent make the deal, because that's what they do. And it ended up being the most lucrative deal I've ever made. And now, you know, that showed me that you have to let people find you. So every day I wake up making it a mechanism for people to find me. And this is a way to do it. Talking to people, you give what you want first. So I give everything I have to the universe, everything I have to people who want to listen. I give everything because I get 10 times back an opportunity. And now the key for me is, you know, you think I'm working hard doing this, but I'm working hard preparing is preparation. So when I do these, I'm practicing storytelling, articulation. I'm learning what metaphors work, what metaphors don't, what analogies work, what analogies don't, how to tie in my stories with the stories that give people hope. Yes. I'm practicing all these things. And because I'm talking, I'm learning them daily. Daily, I get better. Every time I do one of these, I get so much better at talking to people because I'm talking to different people. I could be talking to somebody in London. I could be talking to somebody in California, somebody in Oklahoma, somebody here, somebody there, somebody who's difficult, somebody old, somebody young. And I'm navigating all the barriers. And now we, we're more alike than I could have ever imagined because we're humans and we all speak the same language if we could just get out of our way. It's true. We all, we all can learn if we just get out of our way. And I know that the only thing that can stop me is me. And that's not going to happen. But my saboteur tries on a daily basis. But I've gotten used to him. Sometimes he wins. I'm not going to lie. I'm not perfect. He wins a lot, actually, more than I wish he would. But, hey, you just got, it's always a battle. It's always a fight. It's always about just move forward. There is no quit pro quo with this. Yeah. I do this and I got to get that. No, 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 no play offense just keep shooting keep on keep on keeping on and it comes back to you like I said it's not easy I say all this is easier said than done but I look you know people are sitting around waiting for it to come back the way it used to be and they're going to just keep sitting around waiting for it to come back the way it used to be while you and I are standing in the frontier of yes. everything that's possible we can make our own lane we can make our own path. We can live all our, we can, we can, we can fulfill all our dreams if we just keep moving forward. Like you can build, you know, I, I, you can build a lane here. You build your own lane and it's your lane. You build another lane. Now you got a highway and it's yours, right? And yes. it can take you wherever you want it to go. So if you got a side street, okay, we gotta get off here. Cause this is what this is. This is my animation uh, career for animation voiceover. Well, I'm prepared for that because all I've been doing is preparing for every opportunity that's coming my way. So I know what I want to do. So you better be prepared, right? You better be prepared because my life is littered with opportunities that came my way and I wasn't prepared. I just wasn't ready. And in life, 
it takes a lot. Sometimes it takes time to get ready, right? Or you might be not mentally ready. So if you did get it, it might have been detrimental to your whole existence because you weren't ready. That's happened before. So, you know, I just, if there's anything that I can impart upon people, you know, the one thing, whenever you want to learn something, I did one, I did a little, one of my high school classmates called me and said, can you just leave a little excerpt for all the kids and that are going to graduate this year? What would you tell them to do if you could go back and talk to yourself when you were young and, and do something? I was like, whatever it is you want to do, join an organization because you can get a whole college education in a day if you do it right, right? And you join that organization. Now you have resources that can help you do this quickly. You still have to put in the work. It's still gonna take time, but you can be in college and still learn about real estate on the side because you're in an organization. You could be in, in high school and still learn about auto mechanics because you're in that organization and they're teaching you. And now that's helping you get straight A's in that class yes. or in college, right? You can join a, a society of philosophers and that can help you get an A in philosophy in college because you're with professionals who have been doing it 10, 20, 30, 40 years. And there's no better, there's no better learning from than people who have actually done it and are still doing it and doing it well. Because it's just fun to have those conversations. But oh, if, you're it is. Book, if you're in a book, you're, you just have too many ways to sabotage yourself. So, and I do this because a lot of kids are not gonna be able to go to college. So what can you, this is what you would do. And if I did that, the first one I would have joined was a real estate uh, organization because that's always been my biggest weakness, right? And I would have known real estate in a year, probably would have took the real estate license class over the summer when I was on break. And then I would have been selling houses as, well, as a sophomore in college, but still going to school. Like you can do several things. You can do everything you want to do. That's the thing I leave people with. And then um, learn how to learn. There's always a different way. And just give what you want first, period. You live like that, you're going to be good. I promise. I love this. You have just really been so spot on with everything that you shared. Solutions, never giving up, enriching your life by being around others that can help educate you. And in turn, you're going to do the same for others as you go. This ripple mm -hmm. effect is going to be incredible, just like what you've had on millions of people for many, many, many years. And oftentimes we don't even realize how much we've affected somebody because mm -hmm. some of the struggles or challenges we face or these little bumps are right here. And we, we don't realize all the things that we've done to affect the people around us. So keep on pursuing, keep learning, be a sponge, absorb, er, absorb everything that you can and then use it because it's going to, like you said, the tentacles are going to end up joining into to one thing. And yeah. all of these little pieces are going to fit into something that's really going to make a huge difference. It's incredible what you have going on, your perspective. I really think that the audience is going to embrace everything that you've said. Listen and watch the show repeatedly, just like we do with your music and the Geico commercial and the things that you're involved with because you're an inspiration. And this is so exciting. I'm just, hey, I was raised well. I've, 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 I've been truly blessed. I've never not known love. You know, these, these are factors, you know, my parents made me work like a dog. So I don't fear work. 
and not work in a sense, you know, to work in a sense that, you know, they put stipulations with it, you know, reward and consequences. Yes. So if you don't play in your room, can't go play with your friends. That hurts. If you don't go to church, you can't watch football on Sunday. That hurts. You bucket two or three times, but then it's so painful. Just do right. Yes. Just do it anyway. That's where <laughs> do it anyway comes from. Then you have the transition. Well, there's a blizzard. I'm doing a snow. We got a snow blower. But then Mr. Grant is struggling next door. Let me go do his do do shovel his snow and, and get his driveway straight. Then I do the whole block. Then the next two weeks, I got people calling me when I'm walking home from school. Hey, boy, come here. It's $30. I appreciate you doing my snow last week. Oh, I can make money from doing a chore that my parents only give me $5 a week for? Mm, I did the sim similar thing a younger, um, yeah. back when I could do, you know, go out there and mow my own lawn with the, uh, that's I would do mine and the border of the neighbors was right there. And it was like, well, it's not no, going to take well. me, but another minute to yeah, finish yeah, yeah, off yeah, exactly, his too. So exactly, I'm going to just do it. Exactly. <laughs> but hey, I've, I've had a great time being here with you. I have to go and I have to, I got a meeting at 10 and it just, it doesn't stop, but I love it right just every day and it just makes life meaningful that you can do whatever i get to live how i want to live right i get to get up and just have fun and work what i want to do it's a difference it's a difference so i, I hope love your uh, audience got some value out of this conversation because i know i have and i appreciate you letting me come on here and run my mouth like <laughs> <laughs> Likewise, I've really, it's, I've just been tickled to have you on the show because of the value that you bring to others. And that is my passion. So thank you so much for your time mm -hmm. today and sharing such valuable and tangible insight. Thank mm -hmm. you. I appreciate it. You take care. Bye everybody. Oh yeah. Before I go sprinkles. Oh, I, I love it. I love it. And <laughs> the audience can just take, Type in tag team. They're going to find you everywhere. There it is. I'm there. All right. I want to thank all of you for tuning in to another episode of Rebecca Sounds Reveille. This has been a fantastic show. We ask that you get this out to all of your friends, family, loved one, everybody you know on social media and everybody you don't. Thanks for tuning in.